0: M1 is the finance super app where you can invest, borrow, save, and spend all in one place. You set your strategy, and they automate it for free in an easy-to-use app. M1 is making money management easier, smarter, and more automated than ever. If you're like me and you struggle to make time for investing, or anything really, M1 is the best set-it-and-forget-it investing app I've ever used. Go to m1finance.com to get started today and earn $30 to invest after you fund your account. Terms and conditions apply. M1, yours to build. Joe. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, It's good to catch up with you again. Last time we talked, you were building everything up and looking for places to go. I am so pleased to see that you've decided to go the uh, Reg CF route. Now I can write a pitch review on you, which is the shit. That's what I always want is like the interview where I can actually uh, do something with it. For people listening to this, it's republic.co slash t b F-I-T-B-U-X. And you can invest in the campaign yourself. Uh, but for those those who are too lazy to read, which is a large uh, swath of people at this point, give <laughs> us that. Give us a quick pitch on Fitbox and what it is.
1: Yeah, we're automating financial recommendations and financial planning. Um, I mean, my background, I've, I've been in wealth management, investment bank, evaluation work, all these different things. And when it came to wealth management, I, I saw a lot of fintech out there that was doing like robo advising for your assets or really focusing on like insurances or making products easier to assess. And it was like, that's not the problem. People are trying to sit there and say, I can get this product. Is it it the right thing for me to do or not? (laughs) And there's so much variable that go into it that even if you have a good financial planner, there's no way that they can put it all together and project things and show you these things to help you make decisions. So we said, well, let's create a technology that automates that for people. And you can simulate different events like rent versus buy. Should I pay off this or invest here instead? Like, Simulate those different events and then track your financial plan on our software and the key thing that's different to it was actually two major components. Um, when I came up with the idea when I was in wealth management, it's like, how do I connect all these different pieces, right? And the key thing was looking at what's called human capital assets um, and we can dive deeper into that, but basically just from a high level, it's a projection of someone's income, but more importantly, the a risk to that income. And that dictates everything, insurances, mortgages, how to pay off debt, investments, all of it. Um, And so we incorporated that into our algorithms as well as behavioral finance um, into saying, hey, if I give you a financial plan, it might be the best thing in the world, but if you don't do it, what's the point? So we tied in behavioral components of that also. Um, And then to make it easier for consumers to compare, we took all that data and put it into one scoring algorithm. Called the Fitbox score, so they can okay. easily just see one score and track one score, and try to instead of having 15 different numbers they're trying to track. Um, so from a high level, that's what we're doing. It's automating financial planning, um, and then we're differentiating because of that that aspect of the human capital and behavior analytics, and then incorporating the score to make it easy for for consumers to track their plan and, and to build plans out.
0: It makes a lot of sense, and I I think one we might have even talked about this when we first met. Um, the lack of financial literacy and sophistication pre-COVID to now is a thousand percent, would you say? I mean, it's it's a, that's a crazy number, but it's like, and they're still wrong, right? Like there's still a lot of idiots. That's not what I'm not trying to say. Everyone knows what they're doing, but they're aware. Like I I recall hosting events and talking to people about M1, which is a, a finance app I use. Um, obviously people were doing Robinhood a little bit, but it wasn't like a main thing. There was like crypto, there's all these different things that people were kind of touching. Uh, Republic, you know, ironically also, uh, getting involved yep. is not accredited investing in, in startups was another thing that people were kind of playing with in 2016, 17, 18. But it seems that post COVID, everyone that I know is a financial analyst. They are also scientific <laughs> researchers. They do their own research on everything. <laughs> Uh, despite having a, a, a running C average throughout all of school and math and science. They they know it all. Yeah. But aside from that point though, like they are aware of factors in finance that they previously literally didn't think about. So one of the things that I'm just gonna use myself as a guinea pig here. One of the things that I think a lot of people will benefit from, from FitBucks is everybody who looks like me and you has a ton, by that I mean like age and, and everything really, uh, sure. have a ton of... Uh, education debt. So they've got that. They may or may not have a mortgage. Their mortgage at this point may be in good shape, may not depends on their, how their career was impacted by COVID. They may or may not have much savings, but they are using Robin hood. They are probably owning cars. They have loans across a a swath of things. Um, Which one do you pay off? Which one is the smart one long-term what's the better play. And I, I think that if you go back to 2019, I don't think you really think about it like that. I don't think you care. You're just like, I, I, have, I make my money. It goes to my savings account. My financial advisor tells me, you know, I give him 10% of what I make and he, just put, he or she just puts it in this thing and that's, that's life. I think they know too much now. And so now we're getting into a place where it's like, does it make sense for me to pay the maximum on these certain debts that are not going to expire when I'm making returns that are 10, 12, 15, 30 plus percent in assets? Should I yep. be taking more cash to put in things that are up and then when things are down, take cash out and put it in payments, like what is the right move for me?
1: Yeah, and that's exactly like our technology. You can go in there and actually simulate all those different things. Like right. if I pay this off or do this debt or whatever it may be, and actually strategically, because of human capital, that human capital asset is biggest for younger people because we have so much time, yep. like it's future income. So if you're like 60, you don't have that much future income. So your human capital is really low. So we strategically went into younger individuals and that's where we launched actually like the first component of the technology was all centered around student loans. And then we built the bigger financial planning technology around that. But you're right because especially with student loans, a lot of people don't realize that. It's it's not like a mortgage where it's like, hey, like I just make a payment and that's my minimum payment. Should I make a repayment? There's nine different federal loan repayment options. Like It's a cluster to go through like back in 2008. Uh, when the mortgage crisis happened, a lot of that was due to option arm mortgages. They use the same type of plans for student loans. Yeah. So people are like, what the hell am I supposed We're
0: to do? We're walking into and the 08 up- all over again right now with the student oh, loans. Man, it's it's gonna, there's, there's no way that this doesn't blow up. Uh, mm-hmm. Schools themselves can, like those with endowments under a half billion, their 10-year outlook on being able to pay teachers is garbage. If you're getting degrees yep. from schools that are under that spot, the degree value is to me as a guy who works in tech is gets less and less every day. And I like, this is kind of a random side bar here, but I, I do think that people listening to this should pay attention because <clears throat> particularly as it pertains to fit bucks, we like to, not me and probably not you in the finance space, but people have liked to shit on rich people for a long time. They like to talk mm-hmm. about Elon Musk and him selling stock and paying taxes or not paying taxes and all this. And while I understand that humans are jealous in nature uh, I think a lot of it is centered around not knowing this just, this isn't like some crazy tax loophole that like only he found like this, people have this, it's like a soap opera. People don't realize that this shit is normal. And that like, if you had assets that you wanted to collateralize and take loans out, you could live off those assets and not pay taxes on it. Like you just could, and, and there's apps like M1 and others that are allowing you to do that. Like take 35% against my current holdings at a tiny interest rate and live on that and then find other tax deferments for my money. So I'm not paying out of my ass. This has been available to everyone, just never really known. And now there's a light shined on it. And I, My guess here is people on Twitter shit posting about this today in seven years or five years, are going to be using Fitbox and other apps to do the exact same things. And they'll be real. Sh-
1: sh- sh- like. Yeah. Well, I joke around. I just told, because we're, we're actually working on a major loophole. I'm talking with some CPAs for some stuff with student loan. And one of our you analysts, share that with here, me, by the was, way,
0: if you do have it, because oh, <laughs> <I will. laughs>
1: uh, one of our analysts was just like, well, this is kind of avoiding taxes. And I was like, let me, let me explain something to you. 99% of the tax code is written to tell you how you how not to pay taxes. It literally tells you this is what you need to do not to pay taxes. About 1% says this is how much taxes you pay. Everything else tells you how to reduce what you owe. Now, I know that because I'm an idiot and when I was 18 years old, I decided to read the entire tax code. So it's like, you know, it's all there. Like, yeah. it tells you step by step how not to pay taxes. And like you said, especially like companies like M1 with their, their app, you know, and stuff like this coming out with our stuff, with some of these loopholes and stuff that we're looking at. Um, it's all coming out there, um, and you were talking about it with the problem earlier too. Like, you know, a lot of people are because of COVID happening, and they're they're you know, really getting into you know some of these different areas. We always see that when there's a problem, and that's why I'm so excited, you know, that we're launching right when we're launching this new technology because not only is the student loan problem already there, like we've already been benefiting from that, but COVID has caused people to be like. Okay, I need to look at my finances. Yeah. Whereas when everything is hunky dory, and like that's what I everybody always asked me, like, oh, it must have been hard starting your wealth management career in two thousand and eight. I'm like, no, it was actually really easy because if I started in two thousand and five, nobody would talk to me because everything looks great. Yeah. But two thousand and eight, when I started, everybody is shit's tanking, their four hundred one k is tanking, their IRAs are tanking, and everybody's like, what's going on? I'm not an expert like I thought I was, and so I was like, okay, well this is what we can do. And so, yeah, when there's a problem, that's when people really start looking into it. And that's why we're fortunate to be really at this stage right now. Cause we can hit everything now from student loans, to asset management to insurances, mortgages, like, you know, it's all there. So that's why I'm so excited. I got a big smile. Cause it's like, finally, like we got all of this.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be different though. In, in a good way for you, particularly and well, really, yeah. honestly, for everyone. Like the truth, this is the truth, like, well, maybe not for the, the average financial wealth advisor, this might not be as great, but it probably could be, you're just going to have to shift. Like you're going to go a little bit upstream instead of handling, um, you know, teachers and dentists and stuff. You're going to have to like, look more like family office to be able to have an added value that they don't want to deal with. But in the past, you talk about 08, I was in the middle of it with real estate. I was in commercial real estate, property management and development. And everyone's like, oh my God, oh wait. So, so you're in tech now, right? So you must've gone to school cause it was, you got screwed. Yeah. And I was like, no, I, I like, that was <laughs> the best time. I learned more and had more opportunity then than ever. And I realized there's actually a bigger opportunity elsewhere. Uh, and so I had nothing to do with it but I did get to mm. see it you know, firsthand. Um, but when I look at like what you just said in that the difference was you are still relying on others. It was still yep. a locked box. the the financial advisor could answer what he or she could answer, which is another part of the problem, uh, or what they were willing to answer to you. Why is this going down? Why is this happening? That happening? The difference today is that people have money on the mind from COVID. They're worried about their own finances. That's part of it. They also got that itch. They started making money because the market apparently just always goes up until right now where I'm getting destroyed. Um, and they started to realize that like, I don't need a financial advisor. I can go on Robinhood. I can go on all these different apps that have sort of auto invest and robo investing tools. And like, you're gonna tell me like random guy from from whatever B of A or wherever else, I shouldn't say that they're a sponsor, but whatever. someone <laughs> anywhere other than that, knows more than the like, than a robo that is pulling from, all, no. like they just don't. And so to me, no. it becomes, I'm in my, my, I have controlled my own assets. And I, I do think the difference between this and, your 05 to 08 and 12 analogy is that they all went back to the mean. They all went back to like auto paying their financial advisor to put money in play. And now it's like, no, 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 I'm in control. So now instead of doing puts, I'm doing calls and I'm going to start playing this game. And that's where like having tools like you is super important because I'm looking at the slider going, okay, so like let's project. Next 18 months, do we think the market's going to be up? I tend to think it still will be. There's gonna be a payback. We're kind of seeing some of it now, but like, there's gonna be a payback, a real payback, uh, for all the COVID debt and spending. But for the next 18 months, where are we at? And if I look yep. at your your algo and it says to me, green, go for the next 12 months. I'm not gonna put cash into debt. I'm gonna put cash into interest, and then when the yep. interest is paying me back, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna put that into debt. And when the shit flips. I'm going to start taking the money instead of betting on stuff. I'm going to put it into debt and pay myself down because at the end of the day, it's liquidity.
1: Yeah, and, and that just- is a cool part of what our algorithm is doing. And, and this is the, one of the pieces that we're going to start working on in 2022. And this is a, because my background is investing. So I, I, that's all I ever did growing up. Um, we're going to start working on our quote unquote robo-advisor, but it's not your typical robo-advisor. It's not just looking at this little tiny asset that you have at this IRA, or this 401k. Mm. We're looking at Everything we're looking at your income stream, we're looking at is it commission versus salary, we're looking at your student loan debt, your card debt, your credit card debt, we're looking at everything and saying, What's the overall risk in your overall financial plan? How do you deleverage, or should you, like you said, do you do you lever up right now? Um, and I'm glad that you brought up like the family office stuff because people oftentimes I use this analogy a lot of times about what we're doing. Yeah, I got the idea from a family office. It's like, okay, well, at a family office, you have one point person connecting all these dots for people, but the average person can't pay that family office because they don't have enough money. Right. But I I know enough about this and enough about algorithms and incorporating human capital. I can replace that point person at a family office with technology, and if I do that, now I can go to seventy to eighty percent of the population, and then I don't need to pay a financial planner three grand a year that can't even really help them, especially when we're talking about younger people. Because yeah. financial planners only make money off of AUM or asset management and insurances and young people don't need that. Right. They don't even have assets yet. And so it's like, we could take this to those people and charge them whatever it is, $15.99 a month. And like we have coaches, they're not planners. Really, if, if somebody wants help using the technology, they schedule a call and the coach walks them through to make sure they're using this technology right. Yep. So they can empower themselves to make the decision, and then when they hit implement, it gives them step-by-step guidance if they're doing it right or not. Like they don't need to spend three grand anymore for a financial planner. Right. Like, and to your point, the whole the the days of paying a financial planner, you know, a thousand dollars a year, two thousand dollars a year, those are those are gonna be gone. You know, and that's you know when I talk to guys that I know in financial planning, and I walk through with them like the technology that we're building, they're like, "You are." literally replacing (laughs) financial planners. And I'm like, we're not completely replacing them, but one financial planner, instead of having a hundred clients, if they really wanted to using the technology, they can have a hundred thousand clients because the technology is basically doing everything for you. But for all these 23 year old kids coming out of school that don't know jack about finance, to be honest with you, and they're out there trying to get clients, selling their friends on why they should be doing a a cash value life insurance policy. All those guys, they're going to be completely wiped out. I mean, I mean, there's listen, no reason the, for
0: them. The, the, <laughs> if you're in this business, my recommendation is that you cling to everyone you know who's 47 and a half years old uh, to 100 and or dead. Cling to them, <laughs> because if you're shopping right now for 25 year olds and you think like, oh, here's my book till I'm 60, you're fucked, because they yep. all know what I'll give they're you a doing. Example.
1: I'll give you a perfect example. We since last time you and I talked, uh, we partner with Betterment to start using yeah. their auto underwriting or auto advising.
0: I like them a lot. Yeah.
1: And we, I went to a family member and she's like, well, tell me what's so good about this. I was like, and, and she has millions of dollars. Okay. And I was like, look, you have millions and still the person that you're paying 1% to per year is still using a robo-advisor and literally doing nothing for you. I can literally use their robo-advisor Cut your fee in half and it's the same thing. That saved her fifteen grand a year. Yep. And there's no difference. And she goes to her advisor and they're like, Why did you switch? Because they're trying to get her business back, right? And she's like, Well, the fee went from one percent down to a half a percent. And they're like, Well, how come you didn't tell us? We could have dropped the fee for you. It's like you've been with this person for 20 years. They didn't think to do that for you. And I was like, not only that, but we're charging what we're charged right now is a half a percent. And the only reason why we do that. Because we haven't built out all the tech to make it 100% automated. Once it's 100% automated, I'm dropping that even further because our main no. thing is not AUM. Our main thing is the software and the technology and these other products with loans and stuff. And she's like, this is amazing. but I'm like, yeah. Like, and, and think about this. She literally had millions of dollars, and that's how much she was getting charged. And they weren't doing anything for her, they were just throwing her in a simple robo advisor. Yep. Now, you think if you're 27, and maybe you have 20 grand and you're going to pay this person 1% that they're actually going to give you advice on, on what
0: you should be doing. No, that's no, totally not. misaligned incentive. And honestly, like the younger people now want to have fluid liquidity and they want to be able to bounce in and out of NFTs and whatever it is, man. I'm not even, I'm not even judging whatever it is, which to me is a good thing for you and everyone else, because it makes them more literate when it comes to this. And you know, just to like kind of clarify this for people listening, when you think of risk analysis, I think that's a word that people, it's like the same thing with cyber. You say cybersecurity risk analysis and people like freak out and it's just like, they they glitch and they fall over. Um, Right now, if you were to go back to like the first time you downloaded Acorns or uh, I backed this company called early bird that just raised a decent round and the pick pick who you are in your investment profile are you aggressive are you mediocre are you super conservative that's your pick what do you think for the listener is the the tie to why you're aggressive versus mediocre age time it's a time horizon the mathematics behind it when they tell you projected your $380 today is 9000 in 2024 whatever the fuck it is like that it's just time they're just taking the past 100 years and they're multiplying and then dividing it by which time horizon. And you're looking at like, oh, it's tech stocks. It's high growth. Like, no, it's not. They might have a little bit that's like a little more aggressive, but like aggressive to them just means emerging. It's not really anything, right? That's what we've lived with for a hundred plus years. And and the the changes were industrial revolution versus tech revolution versus dot .com. Like all that, it's just how much more bonds versus less bonds. That's the choice between conservative and aggressive. Time plus bonds. The future is when I say aggressive, conservative, and um, in the middle, it is what you're talking about. This is like truly at its its nucleus, this is what FitBucks is doing is saying time matters. And yes, less bonds does matter. But the choice of whether or not you're conservative or aggressive should have nothing to do with the amount of allocated bonds. It should have to do with your debt structure and what you're going to need when you're going to need it.
1: Bingo, bingo. And I can go, I mean, we have a saying, manage your risk and return will be there. That was something I was taught when I was really, really young. And, And the problem with your typical advisor is that when you go to them and you say, this is where I'm at, they do that calculation like you said and they say okay you're 30 and you want to retire at 60. The only lever they can pull they might say this person's not actually putting money enough enough money into these investments the only thing they can do is make your plan more risky by chasing returns because that's the only way they can hit that retirement but the reality is you as an individual you can do so many different things. You can oh, pay yeah. off your debt and reinvest more later. You can go in and say, well, instead of having this many subscriptions for, you know, these many shows, I'm going to cut some of my day-to-day expenses so I can increase how much I'm doing. There's a lot of different things you can do as an as an individual that an investment advisor can't do. And they only have one lever to pull. So that's my big thing is most people actually take way too much risk, especially young people. And the best way I can do that, show that. It's like we talked to a 27 year old. They might have just graduated with their graduate degree, long time horizon, a lot of income that's coming in 70, 80 grand, right? Whatever it is. And they go to sign up for their 401k. They have no money, never had a job. They're just graduating, and their 401k is 90% in the stock market. And it's like, why? Because you have time. But the reality is, COVID hit, they just got laid off, they, they're screwed, and oh, by the way, they got $180,000 in student loan debt that, that algorithm didn't look at, and it's like, to your point, that analysis, and you, you put that perfectly, that old analysis of just simply looking at saying, hey, here's your age, you got time, time diversifies our risk, be really aggressive that's gone. I mean, that's going to be gone. It's already gone. I (laughs) want to throw, I'm going to give you
0: this story. This is for the listeners. And there's a person, if you're in Chicago listening to this, you may know this person because they recently spoke on a panel, got into a fight with a venture capitalist and threw Ferrari keys on the table and said, make it what it is, man. And they walked away. So people might know this, but this is a (laughs) great story. This is, this is what we live in now, right? And this is not going to go back. If I talk to a financial advisor it may take me a week to talk to them. A lot of things can change in a week. You live instantaneously on Twitter, on your phone. Everything is happening in real time. If you didn't sell your stocks this morning before a bunch of my tech stocks hit the shit, you just lost a lot of money. So I, I missed the call. What, what do you want me to do? It's go, like you can't have trading windows in this. And if you're in crypto, you definitely can't. So this guy I know has student debt. He has a house. He literally comes in mid COVID. Everyone's moving out of the city. He refi's the house. He restructures his student loan debt because they're willing to negotiate because they're not paying, getting paid anything. He takes yep. the money that he gets in savings from and he puts it in a bunch of crypto. Now he's kind of lucky, he's smart, but he's like kind of lucky like the rest of us. It, his, he picked the right ones. Soul and, you know, doggy coin for a minute and Bitcoin Ethereum, he, that went up. So he literally six X'd money that he got on a refi of a loan. So now he's net positive. He literally can afford yep. to pay off the, one of the entire loans from the investment that he took in the refi at the same exact time. He took a bunch of the stuff off at the top when Bitcoin was trading around 64 K takes that money out, pays down part of the debt across both of them. Now he has half the mortgage, half the nut every single month starts yep. day trading options on Tesla. This dude went from finishing up 2019, got married, has a house, paying a mortgage like no money free, to both debts halved, cash flow positive, and an income stream that has nothing to do with his job. His financial advisor wouldn't understand one fifth of what he just did. This is the norm. Yep, you, you
1: said it. I mean, the, the stuff. I give the example in some of these webinars and workshops that we do, where it's like you know this guy came to us. He had just came to his financial from his financial planner. And he was like, yeah, they told me to go on to revise pay as you earn for my student loans because it was my lowest payment and allowed me to save for down payment for a house. And it's like, yeah, but what he didn't tell you was in about seven years from now that that student loan program is going to blow up in your face and cost you a ton of money. And not only that, but what do you tell you you can afford for a house? He was like, well, I did, he couldn't tell me because he doesn't know anything about mortgages. So then I had to go talk <laughs> to a mortgage broker and the mortgage broker told me to get it. I qualify for $650, a $650,000 out like mortgage. So. That's what the advisor said to go for, because that's what I could afford. It's like, no, no, no. What you qualify for is not what you can afford. I said, not only that, but what are you using this house for? He's like, well, I think about it just, you know, maybe a short-term type of thing, you know, for five years and then go from there. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, have you looked at anything like a duplex to a fourplex? Or instead of doing a 30-year P&I like they just told you, have you looked at a 10-year I.O.? And I'm like, this is what you don't get when you go to a financial planner because they know nothing about these things. No, they know nothing about They're them. They're incentivized it, to sell
0: not- product A and B, and the rest of it's just they don't. I mean, this is why I was such a fan of of what you were building, and why I was such a fan of all these apps. Like pretty much anyone, I have got a handful of friends. They probably don't listen to me anymore because I say this kind of stuff uh, that are in this insurance and bank wealth management game, and. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actively investing in companies that put your ass out of business. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't compute (laughs) with this idiot that I knew in high school and college, who then calls me as soon as he sees me in the newspaper and goes, Oh, you must have some money. Let me manage it. And I get in a conversation with you and you don't know shit. And it's like, did you feel a sense of responsibility anywhere in there to, to like, be honest with me and be like, Hey man, you, maybe you don't need me. No, you didn't. You just tried to sell me hard on this. And for that, that's like, I'm not for tech replacing everything and everybody, but I am when it comes to that. Cause it's like, you're not incentivized for me to win. You're not incentivized for the main street to win. So if tech yep. comes in and arms me with the ability to make decisions, I'm, I'm for that all day long. I'm for Fitbucks all day.
1: This is the big problem that I saw that even if like, I know these different things, how do I communicate that to a consumer very easily? Right. They're not going to, and that's where the algorithm with the Fitbuck score comes in so handily. Because it just takes all this data, and it's just one data point. And they're like, oh, I see. If I do this, this, and this, my score goes here. If I do this instead, my score goes here. Like, I just had somebody use it this morning where um, they're thinking about staying at home because they have children now. So his wife is thinking about staying at home. And they're like, well, what's the trade off between this? What's the actual long-term impact versus if we save this money because we don't have to pay for daycare or she works? We simulate it and you can see the impact. And it's like, oh, now I can make that decision or the rent versus buy decision or whatever it may be. It, it takes all this data and makes it very easy to understand. And it's just like, okay, I, I, all I have to do is follow it. And we can make it very diverse for two different groups because you have a lot of people out there still that are just like, just tell me what to do. Right. And so we're automating it to say, and this is one of the things we want to launch in 2012 or 2022 is where they could like click a button that just says, here's your plan, follow it. And then there's also people that are more advanced that will come in and say, like, I want to trade crypto. I want to do all these different things based on just over my, overall, how much do you think I should be putting towards crypto? And my thing, like you said, I hope everybody trades that way. Like their own managing their own money. I get most people won't do that. And a lot will, but it's like, look, go manage yourself with crypto. Use these other apps because they, they got great trading abilities and all this type of stuff. Or if you want to do option trading, like awesome. But from a bigger financial planning point where does all the stuff come in like what 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 about like your friend with the mortgage should he pay it off should he take out a cash out refi reinvest it what's the risk what like if he's going to do that does he reduce the risk somewhere else like going on to an income driven repayment plan for his student yeah. loan what's the impact there like that's why i'm so enthusiastic about the technology because we can incorporate all that Yeah. And say here's, here's where you go and those more complex cases we again we have the coaches where we can go into more detail with that and Walk you through and how to use everything and the different trade-offs and everything. So, yeah, I'm glad to see, and this is why I'm excited because a lot of people. The more I I, I get it out into the public about it, and that's part of the part about the Republic race, the more people are coming back and being like, "We see exactly what you're doing." Because for a long time, my world is is wealth management people. My world is is investment banking people. That and they don't see it. I know guys on Wall Street, they don't see it. Like, and it's like, guys, like. You're in the middle of finance. How do you not see these problems? Like, we, we just we just don't. Um, and I finally talked to a banking person that reached out to us, big banking investor. They invest, they've invest. they invested in like 60 banks and they're like, we want your technology. I'm like, we're not for sale yet. Uh, uh, I was like, give me about a $10 million check maybe. But they understood it from a business side because even from a business side, it's very inefficient. You got all these products. How do you get them in front of people at the right time? Right. Like, what you know, you're going to rely on a bank teller that's probably going to be out of a job in the next 15 years because it's all going to be automated. To to put this in front of somebody, insurances, like mortgages, like that's not what they're trained to do. Yeah, no, so I, I technology totally agree. also breaks down that too. Yeah, our, like we are working on something uh, we're we'll probably started in March of next year where we can literally take the data and auto underwrite a student loan refinance with a click of a button, it's done. And we're, we're gonna start working on that technology in January or February, hopefully it's done by March or April of next year. We wanna do the same thing with, let it be credit cards, auto loans, mortgages. It's like, it's point not only that, but under our financial planning technology, if somebody's tracking their plan, and they say, look, I wanna buy a house in two years, we can start pinging them about three to six months before, hey, are you still buying this house? Yes, let's get you pre-approved. Click a button, boom, here it is. We don't have to randomly market to that person. We don't have to send mailers in in the mail hoping that we're timing it correctly. It's like, no, we know exactly what it is. Or if the person is going along and all of a sudden we see that they have like children expenses, diapers, all that type of stuff. They probably had a child. Hey, like, have you looked at your life insurance? Because on your profile, it doesn't have any. Yes, I have it. Okay, great. You're good. No, I don't have it. Hey, click a button here to get it because this is how much, approximately how much you need. Click of a button, done. And that's all the stuff that we're working against, automating all that stuff. Like I said, we talked about the consumer's point, but also from the business standpoint, it's so much more efficient because you're seeing all those things specifically right when the person needs it. And to your point earlier, you're not just pushing a product. You're saying, look, this could actually help you. Here's how it could help you. Right. Do you want it or not? And like the analysis, one of the analysis that we're tying in on that side are things like on insurance. Is it worth the premium versus what you're actually reducing in terms of risk? Like, is it worth paying X amount for this policy versus just saving the money and investing it? So anyways, I can go off for hours about all those different things and everything that you touched on. It's exactly right. Um, It's all going down that path of you don't really need a, a really expensive financial planner to do this stuff.
0: No. And that's the main point here. Like kind of wrap a bow on it. Like really it's not that they even have to be gone because at some point there's still going to be people who don't want to manage all this decision making. It's just, the fees will be down because the workload will be down. It's like, you you may still get the bank bank. guy may still get paid the same, but he's not managing 100. He's managing tranches of a thousand or a hundred thousand. And it's all just like, where's your risk profile. And this is sort of what we do for them. We're getting to a point where like, I think the transparency is cool. I think that you can now get a a see of what's actually going on. And if, if, hey, you don't really want to touch this stuff, they're there for it. But if you do and you're involved and you want to be like nimble with it, then here's the tech, like operate it. And I just think that the younger demographic... Uh, they're They're very attuned to it. they use tech every day the The UX is not complicated for them. It's not daunting and they don't feel risk over their money the way that older people do. Older people tend to be like, "Oh my God shit like I'm gonna lose my money and this is just a different type of person and I, I just it'll be interesting to see how that works out over the next twenty years just in general. That's a whole nother case study and aside but I like what you're doing. I think people should definitely be looking at it. I think that if they haven't started getting into like self-managed investing they should because it's it's going to become kind of the future for them um so with that said speaking of self-managed investing and fit it's all right here republic.co slash fit f-i-t-b-u-x uh you can actually invest in this and help support the growth of this company and i just think it's one of those deals where uh this is an inevitable trait it's a matter of who builds it and you've already started so why not take a hard look yep. at you So Joe, I really appreciate you taking the time to to jump on this. I think it's a no brainer product and and I'm excited to see you grow it. If you're interested in self-directed investing from startups to crypto and public markets, my Substack is a great way to learn how professional investors screen, review, and pull the trigger on deals. Join the largest community of micro investors and startup founders on Substack by going to katoon.com.